Coke snow in the back blow when I track smoke I'm a wax or shit is wax so listen that there's no holding back Of course I'll attack you know it's a fact yo You don't wanna flow with a chap though or a rap pro No So I'm prone to snap Dope when I rap sword I'm like crack or coke snow in the back blow when I track smoke I'm a wax Hi, welcome to Talking to Myself with Friends. My name is Quinn Fitzgerald, and I want to give a big shout out to Patrillo Cruz for letting me use his setup. He also has a podcast called Pancreation Philosophy. His Instagram is Pancreation Philosopher. I also want to give a shout out to Season, who did that intro music. That is C Z O N. You can find his music on SoundCloud at Season De Lunatic. Uh, thank you for listening. Our guest today is uh, Melin Stanton. Hello, hello. How are you doing? Uh, doing good. Very tired. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You were telling me you worked like, um, what was it, like 16 hours yep, or something? 16 hours yesterday. Big That's Halloween crazy. celebration. W- was the other eight just like sleeping or? No, it was painting my face as a skeleton to get ready for work because I got uh, to be spooky. Oh, it's like they, they asked you. Yeah, it was Day of the Dead themed, so we all got to be skeletons and I just got to stare at people and scare the shit out of them. That's <laughs> awesome. It was great. I, I, they had a Halloween, like, like every open mic this week has had like a, like Halloween thing. Uh It's weird. It's been like Halloween, like every night of the week for standup. Yep. Um, I remember last comedy club, there were a lot of people who would show up with like, like blood on their face or. They had a costume contest, right? They had a costume contest, um, but they didn't, so they posted on Facebook and then on the night, I don't, I think they forgot or something, but they didn't tell anyone. And then at the end, <laughs> they just walked up to, I think, Courtney, and just was like, here's the money for the costume contest. We liked yours the most. Right, she was and Skippy, right? She dressed as nice, Skippy. Nice, nice. Which was was funny to see. Um, Skippy seemed to enjoy it, too. But I was super lazy about it. I, I was like, I didn't want to like take time to like, pick out a costume. You didn't do you anything? Know? No. Lame. Lame. Yeah. I was just, I'm cold. I just want to make sure I'm warm, you know? <laughs> get a onesie. Get pajamas. That's what, like, the go-to is for people. My, my costume would just be whatever eight-year-old is in my mental state all the time. <laughs> I think Taylor Clark has a bit about that, too. Just, like, you're just always, like, an eight-year-old maniac is how he put it. Yep. It was weird. I like it, though. Um, I, uh... Other day I was at this uh, this pizza place. Uh-huh. There's this pizza place by Laughs I always go to before, and I had this really awkward thing happen where, as like, so they have a water pitcher by the door. Uh-huh. And at one point I get up to go and get water from the pitcher, and the guy just sees you walking towards the door and he's like, "Oh, come again." <laughs> come again. Come again. And I was like, "Oh shit." And I like I didn't want to leave yet. So right. Like, like uh, yeah. what'd you do? What was your, what was your plan? Did you well, get water? I think a sane person would have left, but I was I just got my water and went back to my seat. <laughs> Welcome back. Like in defiance. <laughs> and he didn't see me for a while and then I I'd use the bathroom though. In the bathroom, you have to walk through the kitchen to get to the bathroom. Like the layout is insane. Oh, dang. Um so I go back there and we lock eyes and it's this super awkward moment where like, I'm kind of pissed because, like, he wanted me to leave uh-huh. before I wanted to. And then he's pissed because, like, I'm still there. Right. And he thought he didn't have to deal with me anymore. And so we're in this weird, like, thing. And I was, like, it, I don't know why, but, like, it reminded me of, like, um, you ever see someone, like, try to put on, like, a jacket and, like, they miss the sleeve? I, I do that every day. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you don't, you don't just, like, look and, like, readjust it. Like, you, like, kind of jab at it a few times. Right, right, right. You gotta feel it out. You're like, I don't need my eyes for this. It was just, like, it was, like, this weird, like, we were angry for, like, over nothing. We were just, like, angry at each other for this entire situation. <laughs> but never talked about it. Never talked about never it. Never talked about it. That's there, Seattle. There, there, yeah, exactly. It's this, <laughs> Classic Seattle. This weird, like, passive-aggressive, but also, like, let's be polite. Yep, exactly. Um, do you ever like like do you ever do that at a at your job? Do you ever like a weird thing with um? You think someone's leaving? Oh yeah, all I the guess. time. Yeah. Or be, I like welcome people will be at the door at the restaurant that I work at. Oh yeah. I'll be like, oh, is it gonna be two today? And then I'll realize that I just served them, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, have a good one. <laughs> just kidding. Is, is it? Do they? Do they act weird after that? No, I try to make it casual. It always feels like I'm just playing You're- a part. You're such a great customer service person. Thank you, thank you very much. Um, I'm the I'm not. <laughs> good I've I've had a few jobs in it, and I think I just don't have like the energy for it right, or something. Right. 
Yeah, I feel like if I were to be going to get water and they're like, come again, I'd be like, oh, I'm actually just getting a drink, but thank you, though. I, I'm going to come back right now <laughs> and make it, like, totally casual that that interaction just happened. That's great. Um, all right, so you, you've been doing stand-up for, for a little bit. Um, what, what got you, like, into that? Like, what made you want to do... Um, well, I've always just been like a natural storyteller, it felt like. And mm. I always thought when I moved out here and I didn't know anyone, I was like, oh, I could talk about these really awful stories I've had with men, like on a stage maybe for an open <laughs> mic. And then I never did it, um, just never got around to it. Just, right. you know, life happened. And then uh, this guy saw me do karaoke at High Dive in Fremont, great bar. Right. Um, and he asked if I wanted to do 15 minutes and open for him. I was like three Jameson and Sours Deep, so I'm like, yeah, man, totally. That sounds great. Yeah, I'd love to. Why wouldn't I? Right. And uh, I now know, after doing like more open mics and learning more about comedy in general, mm. I'm like, that is crazy that I did 15 minutes yeah, for I, my first as time. As the very first thing. What? Yeah. That's insane. That's like, that is... that. I was nuts. very... It's awesome, though. Yeah, it's cool. Thank God I didn't bomb in front of, like, 75 <laughs> people for my first time because that could have been just awful. But, yeah, and so then I, I just I got the bug. I was like, that was great. I want to do more. <laughs> and so now I've just been doing open mics and booking shows and stuff mm-hmm. in the area, um, which yeah. has been great. It, yeah, it's very, um, it's very like, kind of addictive. We yeah. Stand up, um, you're a lot of comics talk about that too, but it really is like it's there's something about um, like when when you do get a good laugh, it's something like almost like a, like a sense of accomplishment. Oh, absolutely! Like just like oh, like I did a good job uh-huh. at this thing that um, I think everyone kind of wants to do a good job at. You know, like everyone likes the idea of being like, oh yeah, I made all these people laugh. Oh, for like, sure. It's a really cool... I made everybody happy for a second. Yeah, like, exactly. That's cool. Like, made everyone, like, chill out. Uh-huh. And just, yeah, just happy for, like, right. even if it was just, like, a millisecond, but, like, they were all, they were all in unison, like, fuck yeah. Right, exactly. Or just, I like going to all these shows now in general. Like, it's become such a big part of my life now. Like, I'm seeing right. comedy so much, and I love it just because... You know, it takes time out of my little shitty life sometimes to just be in a room and not think about my life. And not that I have a shitty life by any means. Like, I'm, I'm right. a happy person. But it's <laughs> nice to just, like, be in a room and not think about anything that I have to usually think about and just laugh and just fuck with around. or at people. You know, yeah, <laughs> both. Yeah. It's it's always a good time. Yeah, that, that is something that's really nice about stand-up is it is a way to just kind of get away from everything. Right. And just, like be like I'm gonna go on stage and like tell like these stupid jokes or these jokes I'm really proud of exactly but that would that would not like it's the only context where uh for like three minutes or like 15 minutes they're right. like uh, like jokes are the most important thing in the world in that room for like that little period of time exactly and every room is different I found out I'm like okay yeah. that worked for this crowd but not for this yeah, one all right yeah. all right noted that was uh that was like the first time I did stand up was at Stunway Cafe uh-huh. uh which I, I love Stunway Cafe I don't know if I've talked about this before in the podcast but um it was it, it's a it's a coffee shop uh it is not a comedy environment it is the polar opposite it's they've got ceilings that are like 20 feet high and you can see the whole audience and the stage is just kind of above the ground but like it's really just like it slopes into it you're just looking right dead eyes into people and uh you know people are just like there with their coffee and their their cake (laughs) and they're just like oh he's gonna do stand-up all right i guess but it's so much fun now it's fun right now you're like at first it was awful it's really fun now (laughs) right because I know it's different than most rooms, right? And it's also like a fun, weird challenge. Um, if you're like a like self-destructive comic, and you're like, I want to like right. <laughs> do the weirdest room ever. It's a great room for that. Uh, I've been to Stoneway once, and yeah, I don't think I saw any comedians go up for the most part. It was like, a girl with a ukulele that wrote her own song or yeah. doing a cover of something. That's and exactly. I could just imagine seeing like someone go up and be like, oh, shit, dick, fuck, piss. And, think, you know, just being like, Ted's turn. I, I think I'm the only comic who likes it. Right. There, <laughs> but it's, like, I've had to follow some acts that are very weird to follow a stand-up like i had to follow i've had to follow a rapper that i know um who did the intro music for this shout out to <laughs> shout him out. he is a really good rapper 
But I had, I had to follow him a few times. Wait, hold on. What's his name? Uh, his name's Season. Season. Yeah. And he's, the shout out correctly. Yeah. He's really good. And then I've also, but I've also had to follow like this girl who was trying acapella by herself oh. without oh. any background or anything. Wait, hold on. Um, I thought acapella is like more than one person. I think normally it is. So was she like? It was just her. <laughs> Uh, what like, I don't did she beatbox? Was, did you, what no. did she... she? She was just up there singing to no music just by herself. Okay. And uh, and then they were like, and now, <laughs> Quinn Fitzgerald. <laughs> it's like you so badly want to say something about the person that just went up. Probably like, do you uh, ever comment on that? Not normally. Sometimes I'm like, and now stand up comedy. Right. <laughs> uh, but I. But like they're not comics, so if I just start shitting on them, they're not right. Gonna that's get what it. I'm saying. Like your they're normal inclination like, yeah, to say something. That that's a big thing in open mics, yeah, or like any comedy show of like if the person before you just ate it, you're supposed like it. it sometimes it helps to be like right. to kind of shit on them, so like the crowd's like, oh, this person's funnier than that person. But if that's a like a music thing, and like you, some guitarist just ate shit, and you go up, and you just like right shit on him on <laughs> right stage. you can't everyone's that's disrespectful like, at that point <laughs> everyone's like dude what are you doing like, dang he's a nice guy <laughs> why are you angry at him oh that's funny yeah I, when it comes to comedy whenever i i still get very anxious before any time i go on stage and right. so i just kind of like black out for a minute uh-huh. like for the next comedian so i can <laughs> never comment on them um but were you at sunday last week at laughs Yes, yes I was. Did you see what Dallas did right before I went up? Uh, no, but I believe, I think you told me. I did tell you about it. Oh, gosh. And that's the one time when I was, like, fully, I understood what was happening. Like, for the person that went up before me, and then I could just go off of that. uh, I think he tried to, like, coax you into doing a certain joke, right? Yeah, I I do a bit about this guy that showed me my poop, and I know that if I talk about it too much, I'm going to be known as Poop Girl. Like, that's that's the nickname I'm going to get. I don't want to be known as Poop Girl. No one does. No No one wants to be known as Poop Girl. And so we were outside before. I think you were actually out there, and we were, um, I was smoking with him, and he he hit the joint, and then he's like, I'm going to say, you know, I showed you my shit. And bring you up on stage that way. I'm like, don't do that. And yeah. then he talked about his sweater. And he's like, I think I could get laid in this sweater. And I'm like, I don't think you could get laid in that sweater. But maybe if you wear it three dates in a row on the third date, she'll suck your dick. So he got on stage <laughs> and started bombing. And then for his last minute of a set, he goes, uh, the next comedian coming to the stage, Melinda Stanton. Uh, I showed her my shit, and I think she really liked it. She told me this sweater has big dick-sucking energy, so we'll see how this goes tonight. <laughs> what? <laughs> don't do that. That's so, don't do that. So then I had to talk about the poop thing. And just to clarify, for, for people who don't know, Dallas was not actually the guy. No, 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 no. And then the next the next night, though, the best part was that at Comedy Underground, I was up right before him. Oh, I didn't know that. And he wore the same sweater. <laughs> so <laughs> I got up on the stage and I was my last minute of my set. I was like, the next comedian coming to the stage, Dallas Chang. Very funny. Claims to be wearing what he calls his dick sucking sweater. Uh, he <laughs> says that I said that. Um, but what really happened was I said that maybe if you wore it three dates in a row, she'll suck your dick. This is the second night in a row wearing the sweater, and no Dallas. I won't suck your dick. And then he came up <laughs> on the stage, and everyone, like, lost it. He ended up taking his sweater off and, like, throwing it to a dude on, that was on a date in the audience. He's like, maybe this will work for for you. And oh, I was like, God. don't do that, Dallas. Don't don't flex like that. I'll make some flex right back. The universe is mysterious in many ways. That's hilarious. Yeah, it was it was a good. It felt very good. That was one of the times where I'm like, yeah, it felt very good coming off the stage. I love those little little comedy banter's. I That's know the bad, the little like the inside jokes. Right. Like when you hear um, like a comic do the same bit for like the thirtieth time that week, you're just like you're kind of just jaded a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, even if it's like a like a good bit. Um, so it's like new mater- hearing new good new material, which is rare. Um, or just riffing and comics fucking with each other. Like, for the comedians in the room, it's such a nice, like, 
treat, you Absolutely. know, uh-huh. to see that. Because, yeah, um, we're seeing the same people every day. and Yeah, it, it's nice to see something that's not pre-written. Uh-huh. And that's something, too, if you see, um, if you ever look at which comics come into town, they're a bit more, like, improv-y. Mm-hmm. They always, like, more comedians show up for those shows. Really? It's really interesting. Like, uh, like Joe List was in town, uh-huh. and he's not very improv He's a lot more written out. He has some imp- improvised stuff. But doesn't sound doesn't feel that way, but um, he murdered for like the whole hour, just killed it. But uh, there there weren't as many comedians as like next week when John Dor was in town. He's a lot more kind of abstract with his humor. He's a little more. He's really good at riffing. Okay. And there were just tons of comics who showed up, like big comics who were just like this guy. Right. This guy. Beast. This guy right this here. Guy. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, and uh, I, I do like that though. I like, uh, I, like I get that you know when you, like that idea of how off the top can a comic be? Right, right. And yeah, I'm I'm hoping and thinking as time goes on, I'll be able to calm down a little bit before I go on stage and like pay right. attention to what actually happens before I go up, so I could potentially comment on it. I do think a lot of that is just like like early on. Yeah, right. You can't do experience. crowd work in three minutes. I mean, you can, but it's uh, not it's... like. It's like, all right, do I want to work on my bit or do I want right. to trash it and, you know, just work on the crowd? Right. And that, yeah, I think that does also depend on, like, uh, how you write. If you if you do write on stage and stuff right. like that. Because you do meet a lot of comics who do that. Um, right. Yeah, that's that's kind of my process. Is, you're writing on stage? Well, it's just I I treat it like a new conversation, you know, because I mean, right. I'm like more of a storytelling comic. Um, mm. And then I write jokes to stories. And right. so it's like yeah. a lot of it is just coming up with it on the stage what's popping in my head and then I'm like, Oh, that got a laugh, so I'll keep that in there and yeah. kinda of build that way. Yeah, for sure. And that that's one thing that's really frustrating about stand up is you don't know if anything's funny until you, you right. try it. Right. And then it's like, Oh, they liked this, but um like not that joke and Right. That sounds the microphone being Ding. adjusted. <laughs> test, for test, the record. Test. <laughs> um but yeah, that is like probably one of the most frustrating parts of stand up, but also like kind of the coolest of seeing like what works and what just yeah. does not work. Right. And a lot, I see a lot of comedians that treat it as like, oh, okay, like I thought that you were going to laugh at that. And I feel yeah. like my, I usually, if they don't laugh, I'm like, I wasn't expecting you to laugh at that anyway. So I'm just going to keep <laughs> moving on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into the next thing. Yeah. But it can definitely be discouraging when you're like, why, why don't you? I think that's funny. <laughs> Why don't you think that's funny? I think uh, Anthony Jeselnik said something in this one interview. He was saying, um, you try the jokes that you like, and you keep the jokes that the audience likes. Yep. And I thought that was fucking genius. That is genius. That's very genius. It's a very, like, simplified explanation. Right. For something that's very confusing in the the moment. Right. You know? Um, so, So what... You mentioned you do a lot of stories. I like stories, too. Uh, why do you like doing stories? Is it just, like, the, the personal aspect? Is it that they just feel more natural? I just, I find life very funny. Sure. And I find a lot of humor in things that I feel like, just that happen to me. Also, just the craziest, stupid shit happens to me. And I'm like, why does it, like, one thing after another, why mm. not talk about it? Um, yeah. So that's kind of my take on it. And then... Yeah, I just, I, I think life is really funny. I think I'm very good at remembering, like, exact conversations, too. Mm-hmm. Awful with studying, awful with, like, I'm not book smart, but I'm street right. smart. I'm scrappy, you know, and I can remember conversations to a T. So, sure. you know, that, and that definitely helps with being a storyteller and telling things, like, mm-hmm. about my life, even as a child or whatever it may be, because I can just remember it very well. Yeah. Um, I remember, I'll remember, like, some of what person said, but I feel like, even like my memory is extremely biased. Right. <laughs> I'm like that person. I'm angry at that person. Right. So I really remember it like right. this. They <laughs> right. were saying like "fuck you," and in reality, like they'll be like the nicest person. Right. But and yeah. I'll be in conversations with people. Um, and my bud, my roommate Drea, I call her Budley. She uh, she'd start a story and she'd just look at me and be like, "Can you actually tell it?" And it would have happened to her, but like I I was there or something, and so mm. I'd take over the reins and tell the story for her. And she's like, "You you can do better, so I'm just gonna let you. You can paint a picture better than I can." I have that sometimes with um, like some sometimes I I still hang out with some of my high school friends sometimes, and they'll uh, like I'll have been in an event with them 
and then later they'll try to retell it and they'll I have some friends who like the the details, the order in which they present them makes no sense. Right. They're like, oh, so this guy, he he said this thing, right? And they're like, who? And they're like, oh, he was on the bus. And they're like, when were you on the bus? Oh, earlier tonight. We were on the bus earlier right. tonight. <laughs> right, just and jumping this guy, around. He said this thing. Oh, I said a thing first, but then he said something. And like they're <laughs> they're just like trying to remember it, but like they're saying it as they're Right, Never. trying to collect their thoughts is like make an outline, yeah. go from there. Yeah, and like just tell it in the order. Like, right, just, <laughs> right. Just start somewhere and tell it in and order. Go on from there. But it's it is. Uh, I, I do I do love stories though. I love telling them, love hearing them. Um, I just I like the personal aspect a lot with stories. You know, it's a lot easier to relate to whoever's telling a story. Absolutely. And I also love when when you're writing jokes off of stories you can play around a lot more with context Mm -hmm. of it, you know, because, like, people have a lot more information, so it makes that punchline a little more unique, I think. Right, Um, and one word can change the entire thing. Yeah, I found out, I'm like, you just take one thing out or put one thing in, and it's like, man, that landed so differently. I had had this one story for a while that I told about, um, what was it? It was it was a story about about getting catfished, which happened once, and the there was this one detail, which is that the the guy who ended up being had mentioned that he was married, but then wasn't really. It's all it's all very confusing. Wait, what? So what happened basically is. I met this girl online, right? Uh-huh. Girl online. And Air quotes, yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> we're talking, and she's like, you should come over. And I was like, fuck yeah. And so, <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, and so uh, like I bust over there. Um, and at one point, she sends me this picture of this dude. And she then follows that up with, like, this is my husband. And I was like, what the fuck? I thought you were saying that you got catfished no, by no, no. a dude. I did. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. Okay. Gets, so she sends me that. And I'm like, oh, I don't know about this. Right. <laughs> and then she's like, it's, it's an open thing. Like, it's all very pre-established. And don't I, send me a picture of the guy. Yeah, that was weird still. <laughs> and then I was like, uh, uh, all right. Like, I'm still, I'm going, you know, like if it's an open thing. And then she... She followed that up with a text that was like, do you want to do stuff with him too? And I was, oh. like, I was like, no, I definitely don't want to do that. <laughs> and so she's like, all right, that's fine. It doesn't have to be a thing, right? So I get there. It's an apartment. Door's unlocked already. They text me like, door's unlocked. Just come on in. And so I do. And it's, it's a little apartment, right? And I go upstairs where they've told me they are. They're like, I'm upstairs. So I go upstairs. And I knock on the door, and I hear, like, come in. And I open the door, and the guy from the picture is there, fully nude. But, like, he has, like, a blanket over his He did stick. naked man. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, um, how's it going? Uh, <laughs> you try to be casual. Just like, like what are hey, you man, what's that? up? Where's, uh, where's your wife? I'm like, hey, how's it going? That's basically... <laughs> But, like, I tried to phrase it nicely. I was like, with the, the woman. With the, like, you didn't walk in and be like, what like. the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and then he, so I was like, where is, like, the, the you know. The chick. The, where's the, that chick? The person, you know her. <laughs> and he was like, what the fuck, man? What are you talking about? And so I, I clarified. I was, I was, I basically ended up having to say, like, where is your wife? Like, right, right. Which I was trying to avoid <laughs> right, specifically right. saying. Because it sounds horrible. Right, right. I had, I just, I said that eventually, and he was like, oh, I'm single and very, very gay, is how he phrased it. That's a direct quote. He says, I'm single and very gay, and he only has one roommate, which is a guy. And so I was like, oh, that's fucking weird, because that's not what I heard, right? Like, I'm like, (laughs) so I'm super confused at this point. So I, I think I, I'm, I leave and as soon as I leave, I realize, like, how did she know the door was unlocked? Like, because she texted me, the door's unlocked. You didn't know, know as that? soon as he said that? that, that... No, no, I didn't. <laughs> so I, I was I so shit, naive. That's so sweet. I shit you not. I go back in. <laughs> oh, my gosh. To clarify this. Oh, my god. <laughs> how did you not get killed? That's my, that's my one question. That sounds oh. like a great A 
I would never go to a house and like if they just were like doors unlocked, come upstairs. I'd be like, wait a minute. I didn't. I didn't even this realize where I that. Die. I shit you know, I didn't even realize it till like a few weeks later that like it was probably just him. Oh my, you night. <laughs> I was <laughs> so naive. That's that suits. I really sweet. At the time, uh, well, I mean, I was eighteen. You know. Right. And right. So young. So young. So young. So <laughs> back in the day. Like, you're, if you keep this up like this, you're, you're gonna die, Quinn. That's you're yeah, gonna get. You're gonna but get. Wouldn't it be a great death, though? Wouldn't that be? Yeah, quite the, yeah. That'd be a good way to go. Yeah, you keep telling yourself that. You didn't stand up for a while. <laughs> you told me a story about getting catfished, and then yeah, and then it happened again. A time. You did it again. It was a good run. It was a right. good, good year. I'll be sure to speak at your funeral. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. <laughs> Just be like, look, he. It wasn't the first time that this happened, so... <laughs> we all saw it coming. Yeah. We all, yeah. We all saw it coming. <laughs> he should have texted someone first. Right. And Come like, again. Going, Come again. Call in like 30 minutes. <laughs> but I don't remember what... Why, why was I going into that story? What was the... I don't remember why... You said you loved storytelling and so Oh, yeah. Had... I love storytelling. <laughs> oh, that's right. I, I, liked, I like to tell stories. I forgot how much I like that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but I, I told that story for a while. Oh yeah, I remember what. So the reason context. The context. 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 Is, context. Context is important in storytelling. And one time I was telling that story on stage, and I forgot to mention that he was married. Oh shit! According that... to the, like, the text, <laughs> and so I had this one tag that was like, "What about your wife?" And then everyone was like, what? Like, he's married? What wife? Like, that's, that's a pretty big detail, man. Right. You just happened to forget that one. I think you brought one. that up. Right. And, and it totally killed the energy. And it was like, at the pinnacle of the story, it kills the energy. And then I have to like... And you're expecting everyone to I'm like, last year is waiting be, like, there. hot at this point. Right. And they are not. Not so hot. I got to like win them back um, over the second half of the story. Which is weird too, because you're supposed you're kind of. I was on this like kind of decline, but that's like one of those moments where like uh, with like other jokes. I mean, context is always huge. Like, there's no situation where context is just not important uh-huh. when it comes to like joke telling. Um, but I feel like with stories, it's there's an extra weight to it. You know, I agree. Because that's all stories are is just like adding more details right. to in a chronological way. Right. But. So that was my weekend. <laughs> that was the first time I got captured. Yeah. <laughs> no, the second time. <laughs> Whole other situation. Um, I can honestly see myself falling for that a second time. I'm yeah, you def- I'm gonna I'm gonna call it now. You're I totally gonna fall for that again. One hundred percent fall for that. Absolutely. Again. I am not beyond it. I'm not gonna act like I learned from it. Right. You know? Right. But here's what I learned. Uh, don't go back in. Right. That's the yeah. that's the big key if you ever get they're catfished, not gonna get you the first time but the second time if you ever get catfished and you think should i go back in and clarify <laughs> some stuff don't do it because it's just gonna get weirder it always uh, it gets weirder <laughs> they'll have follow-up questions right the whole thing's a train wreck yeah, damn naked man yeah 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 fully uh, like but then you if you would if i would have walked in on that i would be like oh nope nope and just <laughs> i would have been done that's gone cause, that's because you're smarter though you're right you're like so uh, i have a couple questions I, can i take a seat can i get a glass of water is that all right at no point have i claimed to be an intelligent human right. being <laughs> who knows better than that right, kind of stuff right right i know i do know people who um who who claim that and who aren't? And I know people who claim that like and probably are. Like I feel like you probably wouldn't fall for all that, or no. you, or you would have at least like left. Right. In, like, I, as soon as they were like come in, I'd be like, you come downstairs. I I, I need still, to not be in a house right now. When I saw him, there's still a part of me. I was like, maybe she's in a different room. Like I don't. <laughs> Can I look around for a second? Is that, that all right? That's why I was I was legit like yeah, where like there's a Wrong few door? rooms, you know. <laughs> I didn't want to just go open in rooms though, so I, like, right, I was right. asking. You know, I didn't want to be rude right. to the, the naked guy <laughs> catfishing me. <laughs> Sorry to bother you. <laughs> I don't want to be. I don't want to inconvenience anyone, but I just got a couple questions. You know, little old me. All right, let's see. Um, what's like the 
I don't know, like, like with, with stories, I just want to stay on this subject for a mm-hmm. while. But I, I, Storytell, baby. I haven't had a lot of, like, act, like storytelling people on here. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you think of, like, uh, like longer stories with, like, like bigger comics when they do this, like, the 15-minute stories? I love it. Specials? You like those a lot? I love it, because yeah. I'm realizing now that, like, that started somewhere, and they just grew on it and grew on it. And mm. I'm finding that with my work too. It's like, you know, the first time I did this two minute bit, it's now a six minute bit. Oh, yeah. And it's like, Oh, that feels so good to potentially have just like 10 minutes of this one thing. And like, yeah. I don't know, call back to it. And all mm. there are just so many other elements to it. And so, yeah, right. when, when it, I mean, it's not great when I see a comedian that doesn't do it well, you know, even whether they're like, yeah. I'm just not into it. And I'm like, mm. oh, this is, you know, get on to the next thing. But yeah. when I just watched um, Bill Burr's special, Paper not Tiger. the brand new one, not oh. the brand new one. Um, it was the one two years ago, I think. But he did the, the bit the about in Tennessee or whatever. I think so. Yep, yep, yep. Where he that. talked yeah. about um, how he'd kill everyone on a cruise ship. Right. That, yeah. like, oh my, that was brilliant. I was bit. snorting. I was, like, on the ground just, like, rolling. Yeah. I was just everything, just how he worked with the mic and how he worked with this and that, and then the callback at the end, and I was like, holy shit. Highly recommend watching it if you have not or if any of the yeah. listeners have not. That was just so well done, just, like, writing-wise. And that was a story that he created that didn't isn't even a personal yeah story. That's just, like... That's yeah, and that that is like a whole other set of skills, but it's also storytelling. Right. Like that's that's someone who has a premise that like grew, and then eventually they they made it into some weird rants. Right. Right. Fucking, it, it, they can work really well. Like right. Bilber, um, Gary Goldman had this had this bit. Um, do you know Gary Goldman? Mm-hmm. He has this bit about the the abbreviation of the fifty states. Uh, is a great bit. And he talks about how he watched a documentary about how they abbreviate all 50 states. And he does, like, it's like a seven-minute long bit. And it's all about, like, the, these different characters talking about it. And then I watched an interview with him later, and he was like, oh, no, I, I wrote all that. He's like, there was no really? fucking documentary. He's Damn. like, I just wrote it out. Like, but it took him, that was, he said that joke took him, like, 15 years. He was Holy like, shit. And he's like, I, I wrote, he's like, I wanted to do it early on, but I couldn't. I didn't have the skill to right. do it, which that's you know, cool you know, to just sit on stuff. That yeah, that's impressive. That is like I always look at that joke as like the the pinnacle of the writing skill. Right. Uh, it's so insane. You know, that's like that's some Olympic level joke yeah. writing. That takes fifteen years, man. It, that I takes mean, yeah, fifteen yeah. years. It's nuts too. To think about that. Um, he's been doing it even longer. I think he's been doing it like twenty something years. Like it's crazy. Um. I do love, uh, I love seeing a, a joke that's very well written. I think most comics do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that is one thing that I am always a little bit sad about with stand-up is that I don't think people can always appreciate the level of skill it takes to write something like that mm-hmm. and like how hard that is because it is like, that. I mean like the fifth, like it takes 15 years right, right. for seven minute bit. Right. For that one seven minute right, bit. Right, but it's brilliant it's gold yeah and it's uh i remember first time i saw it i wasn't even i wasn't doing stand-up yet i was i think it was in high school when i saw it i think really? i was like 16 and i saw it and i thought it was the funniest shit ever um because it was so specific and such a stupid thing to get hung up on right and that is the that's a whole other thing too of um like the neuroses of of stand-up uh-huh. of some stand-ups not everyone you know it's it's different but most comics are pretty neurotic and absolutely way, you know most definitely yeah it's i have not met um a lot of really good comics who are like normal seeming right like, they're all weird <laughs> right. they all got something That's they're a little all bit weird off. in some way and i i love that though i love that they're all just kind of messed up right you know right in a good way. In I know. It's the... I don't know. I found that, too, just, like, hanging out with comedians all the time. It's, like, both funny and horrifying. And, yeah. <laughs> like, it's, like, all this mixture of things. Yeah. Because um, a lot of people, like, a lot of us do have a darker sense of humor sometimes, too. That's, like, yes. yeah, I said yeah. that. I would never <laughs> say it on stage, but I could say it around you fuckers. Like, then that's fine. Yeah, the... the 
the threat, the line for comedians between each other is so much further. Right, right. It's so, <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't think there is one anymore. I don't. I don't know. You gotta, there, I think there are some, depending on who you're talking to, I right, guess. But right, right. It's, um, it's, yeah, it's a lot further, though, for sure, than what you can get away with on stage. Right, absolutely. Um, but that's also, like, half the the fun is just, like, screwing around with our comics. Um, especially because I think comedians, like, I've seen this a lot and experienced it a little personally, but, like, the further they get into stand-up, the worse they get at normal communication. Oh, I bet. Like, at talking. Oh, I'm like, sure. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, like I said, I still hang out with my friends from high school sometimes, and I love them, but it's so hard to talk to them now. Like, right. I don't know how to do it. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I've lost myself. Yeah, because, like, they'll, they'll try to have, like, a normal conversation with me, like, which is great. Like, I, I get it. Like, it's totally, it's understandable, but um, they'll be like, oh, yeah, like, school, like, I signed up for some classes. And I'm always like, where's the punchline? Like, <laughs> You're waiting for it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's going to be great. And, and then they're like, so what are you doing? And I'm like, oh. Waiting uh, for you to finish that joke. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I'm like, you got to write that out more, right. man. Like, <laughs> work on that. We're going to, yeah, riff a little something. Like, But uh, so I, I sometimes forget that. Um, I think it is good to do that, though, to like talk with. Like, Normal people? <laughs> human beings. I think it's good. I don't know. You know, but yeah. I think no, there's... Good. It's good to communicate with other people, uh, yeah. for sure, that are different than you. Helps you talk with family later. Right, you know, exactly. Cause... Shows you how to act at family functions. That's a big one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to do it, but it's... <laughs> I've heard it's good, you know? Right. <laughs> no one got to do that. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been to, like, a family event that isn't a little bit awkward. I think that's just the nature of family events. They're all awkward, aren't yeah. they? Isn't that, like, I think a given? So. I think that's, like, part of it, right? Right. Any, any family event with more than, like, ten people. Yeah, where there's, like, like an actual gathering. It's a bigger gathering. event, right. Yeah. You get, like, the casual, we're just going to grandma's house for dinner, and you're, like, yeah. sprawled out on the couch afterwards, but then at, like, family events, it's like, you gotta wear something nice, and you gotta not sit with your legs open sometimes. It's not exactly yeah. etiquette. I, I went, so most of my family is in, like, the south, right, in, like, Arizona or Texas, and then my, like parents and all that or we're all up here mm-hmm. um and then i have some family in nevada and one time in middle school i went to nevada with my my dad because my cousin was graduating so there's a ton of family over there and they have a family reunion at my cousin's place right and so we go over there and my dad decided that he was gonna bust out his brand new kilt <laughs> At this family event, down south of mostly like <laughs> like yeah like conservative, like largely Christian right. people. He's like, I'm gonna bust out this new Wait, kilt. Hold on. New kilt. So did he get it at that he little got kilt it shop in, no, no, on First he Ave? Did, did he? Yeah, called it. Utilicilts. Utilicilts. The prime kilt shop <laughs> in Seattle. He got it there. <laughs> he. It, he would wear it at a thing, and I got so many questions from people. Like, like is that your dad? No. Yeah, my, <laughs> you don't know me. I've never seen him before. <laughs> he just walked in here swaying, right. you know, but <laughs> swaying, swaying, swaying in the breeze, doing spins. Yeah. But I'm like my my uh, one of my cousins was like, "Why is your dad wearing a skirt?" And I was like, "It's not a skirt. It's a kilt. It's, it's a Scottish thing. I don't I don't expect you to get it, but." I don't expect you to get it. I mean, like, Dude, don't you ever sound like hoity-toity coming from Seattle? That's how I feel every time I go back home. Maybe, yeah. I probably do to them, and I just don't even realize it. Right. I don't know. Um, no, you uh, totally do. Every time I go home, I'm like, oh, where's your compost bin? And they're like, uh, seriously? Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, I'm just used to I'm sorry that we are more responsible when yeah. it comes to the environment. I, I, I lived in Texas for a couple years when I was younger, and then we moved back up here. Because so we moved down there and moved back. And I remember, like, Texas is, uh, when you're throwing stuff away, they don't have compost. Most of the time, they might have recycles now. I don't know. I haven't been in a while. Right. But, Maybe. Um, in some parts, yeah. in, like, the but, bigger, bigger cities. But in Dallas in 2010, no, it's just... <laughs> Trash. Just here's a hole. Right. Throw, your, throw everything in there when you're done with it. Damn. Is, and uh, I remember one time, I went on a camping trip in Texas, uh, like, for school, and... We met this camp ranger who was telling us about how they threw stuff away, right? And he was like, we got to put in, like, these bags and all this. And that's kind of how he put it. He was like, we dig a hole and put it in the ground. Literally, he was like, but, like, a few years ago, we had this big pit. We'd just burn everything. <laughs> oh, 
He's like, we just throw it in there, oil it up, <laughs> like that, throw a match in there. It was pretty fun. And Beautiful fire. We brought yeah. marshmallows, burnt it over the trash. And then he's like, but then the EPA was like, you can't burn everything in the hole, guys. And Damn so, EPA. Yeah. Uh. But that was probably one of my favorite conversations. Being like this confused nine-year-old who's like, but my parents said recycling is good. <laughs> like just... And they're like, he's from And there's this other adult who's like, just burn it. Like, right. it's just right. so confusing. Right. You know? No, uh, and the, it's harder for like small... Like, I grew up in a village, so they're mm-hmm. just now getting recycling. Right. And that's me saying the composting. That's just out of habit because everywhere here has a compost bin because it's easy yeah. for us. You just put it out by the side of the road. But mm. now my small village is finally getting recycling, which I'm like, baby steps, you know, baby yeah, steps. Yeah. But they don't, it's not as easily accessible to take care of. Right, yeah, because they probably don't have, like, their own facilities and stuff for that. Hell no. Yeah. I <laughs> Village. <laughs> village. I mean, I was in the suburbs of Dallas, right. so I feel like it's not a village. <laughs> try to comp- but I was going to say, try to compare it to... <laughs> they have a very singular mindset. I Absolutely. Know that. <laughs> right, right. Every house was like identical (laughs) with like grassy trimmed lawns. It was an evangelical neighborhood. I Googled, (laughs) I shit you not, we're an atheist family. I don't know why they moved there. I Googled it later and found out that it is one of the most evangelical parts of all of Texas. Are you serious? I Googled it later. Like there was like a map. There was like a map and it was like oranges and greens and then like neon red right where we were. And uh, it was nuts. Dang. And yeah, like you just you hear weird. Like you just it's weird being in there when you're like like the you're like the atheist family. I was like gonna say yeah. Did you have any friends you hung out with? Or I, all the I parents did, I like did. you can't hang out with that little that, Quinn boy. That was a thing. He that doesn't was, believe in Jesus. There was I had this one friend who um, hung out with me and just never told. He lived with his granddad who like I, so he's like an older guy who's evangelical in Texas and. They just never told him I was atheist. <laughs> he had a rule that my friend couldn't have non-Christian friends. That was a specific rule. Really? Yeah. That's discrimination. Yeah. It was Richardson <laughs> in 2010. And <laughs> it was allowed, you know. Right. But it was, it, uh, it was a whole weird thing. Um, but, like, that's the... It's, like, a whole other... It was like living in a different country. Like it right. just felt totally right. different from like Seattle, where they're like everyone should love everyone. Right, right. And then like Richardson, where they're like everyone Everybody should love everyone should. if they go to church. <laughs> right, and, right. And we know you. We like have if rules. we're cool, then it's all right. Right, but right. <laughs> don't move. If you're in, cool, we just won't talk about it. Yeah. We won't acknowledge it. The... You got to live here like twenty years before we acknowledge it. Right, you, right. Like, is that? It's like a whole other. Uh, social environment. It's very strange. Yeah, dang. Yeah, but it's you uh, got out. <laughs> I got out. Yeah, was that was that a thing? Where was the the village you were? Where was that at? Um, it's in Michigan. If I was gonna throw up my hand to show you where on the mitten, but that uh, seems really. Um, this is a podcast, so that doesn't really seem like that is right smart there. Move. Everyone, right. I'm pointing to the center of my hand. Um, it's right in between uh, Lansing and Grand Rapids, so it's kind of like okay. I'm in the mid of the Midwest, mid Michigan Midwest, and, as and middle and, west as it gets. Pure Michigan, baby. Um, but yeah, I grew up there. It's like a twenty. What was it? I read somewhere. I could totally be wrong. Um, Two thousand people for like twenty square miles. Okay. So that's like Seattle, small, yeah. Bellevue, Renton combined. Imagine two thousand people. Right. Like I graduated with one hundred and forty kids. Um, uh, yeah. That's so yeah, crazy. very small. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, it was nobody really gets out much. I mean, right. Like, yeah. Or just I mean I didn't really spend much time in any cities. Um, mm-hmm. And then I went to college and I was like. A whole new world. Like it was just like I felt like I was introduced to so many people and so many things and like so a new way of thinking and yeah, yeah. yeah, that was definitely. But yeah, a lot of people end up moving back to that village. You know, it's like my parents both went to high school in that same village, and like that, you just stay mm. and you stay. And yeah, I got out. I'm out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so, you- what was the why? Why did you move over to Seattle? Um, I went to art school. That's what I graduated with in college. Um, so I'm a film photographer, which is analog to like 35 millimeter medium right, format yeah. darkroom stuff. Yeah. I moved to the techiest city in the U.S. 
right. dumbass. Like, no, I didn't get a job. Not one that like I wanted. Um, so I, I moved here. My aunts lived here, and they asked if I wanted to live with them for a year, rent yeah. free. And I was like, dope. Yeah, let's go to let's go to Seattle. I don't know anybody. Uh, <laughs> that's a great idea. And I started applying to jobs and like looking around, but it was like Microsoft, Amazon, Starbucks, like yeah, a digital like photographer where you sit pro- in an office for eight hours. And I'm like, fuck that. Programming your coffee is supposed to be Right, that. right. I'm like, I'm, I'm good. So I started um, working at a restaurant in Seattle and I called Duke's Chowder Factory. It's really, mm-hmm. uh, it's called Duke's Seafood and Chowder, but okay. Ducky's Chowder Factory. That's what we all call it. Um, and so I started working there and bartending and realized like, oh, I can take off as much time as I want and I can make good money. And then I started doing comedy and they work really, really well with that. So if I ever have a show or anything, like I can always get it off. If I ever need the night off, people are always willing to cover and it just, yeah, it works really well for my lifestyle. I'm 25. I want to see stuff. I want to do stuff while I'm young. Um, so Mm -hmm. that's kind of my, my route right now. Right. Yeah, cool. so yeah, yeah no, I moved that's, out here. That's awesome. Right. Like a setup, you know, you got like a system that works. Right, right. Um, that's like not something that a lot of comics have. Yeah, so no, awesome. I, I got very lucky with just like my life decisions when I moved here because I sure, totally yeah. could have taken that nine to five at Microsoft and never even be introduced to comedy because why would I go to karaoke on a Monday night? Because you, you and have everything. that dude see me, right? That's exactly, <laughs> right? Because I want to drink my life away. Um, but yeah, and then I, uh, but I moved here without knowing anyone, and that sucked. The yeah. Seattle freeze is so real. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm very outgoing and extroverted, but it's hard to meet people in Seattle for man, sure. Man, you'd like have a conversation with someone at a bar and like going really well, friendly conversation for 20 minutes, and I'm like, turn to pull my phone out to get their number, and they're gone. They're yeah. like, have a good one. I'm like, yeah. wait, I thought we could be friends. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Um, so it took a very long time to meet people and make friends. And now I'm yeah. just way too busy all the time, which is great, but exhausting, but fun. But mm-hmm. it definitely, I'm glad that I stuck it out for that year and then got my own place and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. That is um, that is the thing about Seattle, I've noticed, is I feel like you really do have to join some kind of community to meet anyone. Right. Like, with, like the second I started doing stand-up, I was meeting, you know, you meet so people, many people every night. Right. Like uh, and now I know a lot of a lot of the people in the scene, um, but it's, uh, at least in the open mic scene, um, but you really do just meet a ton of people who are super friendly sometimes. Like, some of them are, some of them right. aren't, you know. Right. But, yeah, that mine, was. It's a huge change, especially if you're in Seattle. Yeah, I joined a sexual kickball league. That's what kicked off my social life. Wait, wait. Yeah, sexual kickball. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. What that's what. That's exactly what I said. It's like, um, kickball meets theater, and there were like twelve or thirteen teams that all have different like sexual names. So last year we were the Thundercunts. What? Yeah. Uh, that's hilarious. And so what you do is you like. Um, you go against another team, you play the kickball game, and you, one of the teams win that, wins that. But then before uh-huh. the game, you do a taunt. So you write like a three-minute script with your whole team to taunt the other team. Okay. Does that make sense? That makes sense. As, so there's like a psychological side to it. Absolutely. Where you, <laughs> But it's all sexual-themed. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. With the most sexual sport, right. kickball. Right. Is- right. With the very first time I ever played, this is like just to give you a taste. The first time that I, you're just kicking balls. First time I ever did it, um, I was in the taunt and I had this great idea. We were playing a team called Soap Opera. Okay. And so it was like um, people made jokes about like a soap opera and would just make very sexual jokes like when you taunted them. Right. And so I had the idea for a commercial that um, I was like, yo, I should pretend to, you know, suck this dude off and turn around with a giant glass of milk and I'll put Elmer's glue all over my face and just be like, got milk? Like, you know, like I had all these ideas. We ended up winning, you know? So it was just like very messed up and fucked right. up. But they were like, who's this crazy bitch? And they were like, I want to be her friend. I'm like, cool. Let's be friends. That's awesome. That, that's a that's in stand-up too in a way. Not the whole Elmer thing. Right. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, whole, not the... The idea of like if you're... If, if people think you're funny, right. they want to talk to you. Right, exactly. And there's like a odd sense of uh, of respect in that regard. Right. Um, that, yeah, I mean, it, it's weird because uh, I've been back in Seattle for 
a while now, like like eight years or something since I've seen yeah, it's a back. minute. Yeah, uh, and it's uh, it's weird because like on on some level, I do want to be social and I love stand up because of that. Right. On another level, I hate social interaction right. <laughs> and I want to never talk to anyone again. Right. Right. Like I was at the bus stop and there is this like old old lady. She seemed very sweet and she was talking to this other person. Uh, or like she walked up to this other person and she was like when's the next bus and they're like 10 minutes like there's a sign right there that says 10 minutes and she's like oh well i haven't done this in a while and in my head i'm kind of like yeah well we don't talk at the bus stop anymore that stopped get a long with the time program, ago lady yeah and, uh, and then like i get on the bus and there are people who are like on the phone on the bus which is insane to me that like no one talks to each other on the bus anymore but they will call up their friend right in a different place to talk with them right and I, I, there was, but then there's the flip side of that. There was other old lady. I, I see a lot of old ladies in my day to day life, and there's this other old lady though on the bus, and she's on the phone, and she's like, "I'm gonna get off the phone because I'm getting on the bus, and I don't want to talk on the bus." Nice. Uh, on my phone on the Respectful. bus. Respectful. Yeah, and I was like, "Respectful." Yeah. You're like, "Do you want to talk yeah. with me though? Do you yeah. wanna?" No, you didn't do that. No, I didn't do that no, at all. Didn't do that. I did. De- I definitely didn't. I uh-uh. was. I don't even know. Like what we were talking about, um, I, there's this weird thing that happens where I think because I dress kind of like an older person and I uh, am, am boring, uh, people think that they're going to... Are you 35? <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 old, like, like, there's this weird, like old ladies try to start conversations with me a lot. And I was on the bus once and I'm playing... They know you're naive. Yeah, it's what it is. <laughs> they're like, ready this guy's to definitely you. been catfished <laughs> a couple times. But, no, I, I was just playing, like, chess on my phone. You know, like you do. Right. And I'm playing, and I'm just crushing it. And then this old lady next to me is like, I think it's hilarious that you're playing that game. Like, <laughs> you're like, like you're. You, yeah, and I don't know if it's because she was saying, like, because you're young or because right. you're obviously an idiot. Right. And you're playing chess. <laughs> but I was, like, kind of insulted, but also, like, I got what she was saying. Right. You What'd you what do? Mean? Did you nod or did you? What was, was your reaction? I was just like, oh yeah, <laughs> and then I went do back to th- playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I'm I'm playing chess on the bus in Seattle. I don't want to talk. Right. You know, <laughs> isn't this obvious? Could I don't think you could give off a stronger signal. Right. That you're not interested in human interaction <laughs> than playing the A. It was the computer. I was playing the AI <laughs> on my phone. Level six, what's up? Level six. Level six. (laughs) Get at me. (laughs) You can't see him, but I'm doing some head jerks with the (laughs) mic right now. (laughs) He's getting way too excited. Uh, That's what I'm, I like to, I like talking to people. Um, But this weekend I was a skeleton. Right. When I'm a skeleton, I'm like, I'm spoopy and um, don't talk to me, you know. And I got really high before going to this crazy party. Well, what I thought was going to be a crazy party. Sure. And uh, with my friend, and it was all people that she knew. Mm-hmm. I do find in environments like that. It's always usually fine. And I mm-hmm. walked in, and there were 10 people there. I was just too high for that, you know, like to just actually talk to people. But I was yeah. like, great, I have a skeleton mask on. And I walk in, and I see this dude that I'd matched with on Tinder. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck. Like, we talked a little bit, but, like, nothing really went from there. And I was just like, yeah. this is awkward, you know, like, as it is when you match with someone, you see them in a small, intimate setting. And you're like, oh, shit, yeah. shit. And then, <laughs> next thing I know, this dude sees me that used to hook up with my roommate. And he's like, oh, my gosh, Malin, what's up? You guys, this girl's so funny. She's a stand-up comedian. Oh, my gosh. She's so funny. Like, just dance, monkey, dance, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. And I'm like, you fucking asshole. Don't do that. <laughs> you know, you blew my cover. Yeah. And now this Tinder guy just keeps looking at me. I'm like, I got to go. I got to run. And that was mm. just, I don't want to talk to people sometimes. Right, Especially yeah. when I'm painted like a skeleton. Sure. Like, that. You're, that's the point. They're, they're very shy. Right. They don't like talking Exactly. At all. Right. Clatter at most, and like they didn't right. nothing else. Did you dress up at all for Halloween? I did not. I unless you count dressing like a seventy-year-old man, and then yes, I did. <laughs> playing chess but, on the bus. <laughs> playing chess on the bus. <laughs> um, I had I was talking about Dallas, and he said to me because someone mentioned that we dress kind of the same, and then he was like, "Yeah, uh, Quinn, I've been looking to get some gray trousers. Do you know where I can get some?" <laughs> And honestly, I did. And I told him, I'm like, J- I'm like uh, J. Crew. J. Crew, yeah. Yep. Did my... he tell you where he got his dick sucking sweater? So you could also. I assume J. Crew. Right, okay. Or okay. Banana Republic. Probably when they he got the trousers. have a lot of sweaters. Right, you know? right, right. But 
it was that's just I don't I don't even know um, what what it is is that I, th- I think though what it is is that I in my mind I'm like these clothes look like nice and they're comfy and when you're going for that combo you just kind of end up dressing older right. I think you right know? that's true isn't that what you aim for when you're older you're like I want to be I think so you're like I want to be comfy but I don't want anyone to judge me for it right you right know? what's socially acceptable yeah to pull off that I could also sleep in. Yeah. How can I dress comfy and people won't think that I'm like super fucked up right now? Exactly. Like, you know, like. <laughs> Perfect. They just, just avoid like the sweatpants hoodie combo and right. you're solid, I right. think. That's, that's high school, you know? Yeah, that's high school. That's sc- high school. That's, we're, we're better than that. It's high school and like maybe like a Halloween party. Right. You know, now we wear joggers. Now we wear joggers. That would be my costume, I think, would be just dressing shittier, I think. <laughs> would be like who are you i'm a 17 year old in my senior year (laughs) it's finals week (laughs) um i uh i i don't know why but when you when you mentioned the like when you match people and you meet them in like small settings i don't know why but i just imagined like an escape room where they just (laughs) they match they like make sure to get all your tinder matches in the same room oh my gosh do you know how awkward that would be right and then they'd be like no figure out how to leave and right, like right fucking that's go. the thing i can do so well with strangers and making like things that happen that are yeah weird i asked i took someone's order the other day at work uh-huh. i just took their menus from them and i looked at them i was like would you like any fresh cracked pepper and they're like, what? They didn't have food yet. Like, they didn't have anything. And I wasn't holding a pepper grinder. And I was like, I mean, some fresh baked sourdough bread. Whoopsies. <laughs> and, like, they laughed. And it was a good time. But if I'm in a room full of, like, people that I've met with online that I don't know, that, like, yeah. you know, I know you thought I was cute. You thought I was cute. It's a whole cute thing. It's this tension. And then I'm like, I don't know how to react. Yeah. I don't know how to talk. It's weird because then it's like we've never actually like had a conversation. Right, right. You have yeah. this like built up thing in your brain about me. And yeah. And let's see if it checks out. Yeah. Cool. Chances are it's not gonna, <laughs> right. but let's do it. Right. Um, Everyone's always like, I thought you'd be taller. And I'm like, what? <laughs> how can you tell my height from a picture? You, you just can't. Got like, you just got like a tall face, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. That's what it is. I get that sometimes. People are like, I thought, like, because people don't realize that I'm not that, I'm, I'm kind of short. I'm five foot six. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a pretty, for a guy, I'm a pretty short guy. And then when I tell people that, um, they're like, you're not five foot six. I'm like, well, the, the, uh, I swear I am. The <laughs> Last time ruler, I went to my checkup, yeah. they said I was five six. <laughs> the measuring tape says otherwise. <laughs> so either you or Home Depot is wrong. Like, but When my mom measured me the other day next to the closet, <laughs> <laughs> I was five six. <laughs> Exactly. And that was seven years ago, and it hasn't changed. Like, it's legit, the gray trousers that, Dan- that uh, Dallas is talking about, got them in seventh grade, still wearing them no. today. <laughs> you haven't grown since seventh grade? Not really. They, Not when, did, when did growth spurts happen? Do any they, happen later on? I feel like there's you can, might get one in your 20s. They, they can happen in my in your 20s, but... You I, said in my 20s, you're like, yeah, I'm expecting one coming up in they, late June. I'm really not. I'm... <laughs> I kind of gave up that idea. I'm like, you know what? I get that it can happen, but I've had some pretty consistent results for a while. Right, right. The past, like, seven to eight years. So I'm going to, like, take a shot at this <laughs> and say that this is five foot six. This and, is, um, right? Stick with it. Exactly. Stick with it. And, you know, if it does change, I'm going to have to change my act because I right. got a few jokes on that. So, <laughs> Oh, no. It ruined everything. Right? Legit, there's a part of me that would rather just stay short and keep the jokes right. <laughs> than get taller and get any advantages from that. I was talking about this one comic who's taller, and he was like, I don't think there's a lot of advantages to being taller other than, like, respect. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's it? Damn just respect like right. and he meant it too like I, and i agree with him right. but you're i was like, like yeah yeah that's i right. was like that's that true. checks out from right. what i've seen <laughs> right but like it's not like a little thing you know like the, the that idea it's not it's not it's a, a little, little thing, thing. <laughs> no pun intended right yeah, yeah yeah if you're laughing i'm not I gonna feel like there are a style. lot of advantages to being tall like Reaching riding stuff. rides uh, yeah reaching stuff i wasn't thinking of amusement parks and that's it um <laughs> reaching stuff yeah the, the right. whole mindset is just will this affect my ability to ride a roller coaster? right that's, that's where my head's at that's where it's at emma just you gotta be tall 
and like not pregnant and you're like crushing it with right, the roller coaster exactly. thing. Right, exactly. Right. Every roller coaster forever. Right. And <laughs> tall, not pregnant, you're good. Yeah. Send it. And not visibly stoned. Right. That's they don't like that at Disneyland, I don't think. Right. Do they? Can I feel, you be high in Disney? Can you I feel like you can be high it, anywhere it's these California, days. California, but right. there's kids there and there's I mean, a lot of I doubt traveling. you can just like light up a like joint, a but I feel like <laughs> Right. Standing in line for <laughs> some ride, Space Mountain. You guys want one? How about right. you? You kid, kiddo? How old are you? 12? That's fine. You seem seem like a responsible 12-year-old. Right. You're not going to get taller. My friend Quinn you, didn't. You so. got a good head on your shoulders. You you ever hear that? Like You got a good head on your shoulders. What does that mean? It just means that you're not an idiot. That's all it means. Okay. I, I've had people... See, I always thought I'm like, you think that my head is cute-shaped. Oh, uh, I don't think that's what it is. Good head on your shoulders. <laughs> I have people tell me, you got a good head on your shoulders, and I'm like, you, I, you haven't heard all of the stories right. that I have. <laughs> you so, haven't been inside my brain. Yeah. You, Watch yourself. You weren't there when I got catfished, right. all right? You wouldn't, <laughs> that guy was not thinking, this guy's got a good head on his right. shoulders. <laughs> or was he? Yeah, I don't think he so. He probably was. <laughs> He's like, cute-shaped head, this guy. That's <laughs> what, <a> cute-shaped head, exactly. <laughs> that's, what that's what he was thinking, uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I think we're we're gonna wrap it up right there. Cool, cool. Uh, thank you, everyone who's who listened. Uh, this is talking myself with friends, and uh, this is Melin Stanton. Melin Stanton. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to talking myself with friends. Uh, you can find more episodes on Spotify, and also we have an Instagram where we post about new episodes and stuff like that. The Instagram is uh, Fitz Podcast. That's F I T Z Podcast on Instagram. Uh, also, Malin Stanton, the guest for today, you can find her on Instagram at Queeflakifa. That is Q-U-E-E-F-L-A-K-I-E-F-A. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a great day.